naivety, genuinity, passion, desire of telling your own story. I am a big believer that cinema should really not provide answers per se, but we find the answers that we need to find within the questions that a film needs to pose. Truth often is a lie, and cinema is often a lie. And I want this to be uh, fully embraced, like, you know, we don't need to shy away from our own contradictions. Hello and welcome to this conversation with Nico Marzano, film curator at the ICA in London and the founder of the film festival Frames of Representation. My name is Max and I am currently studying anthropology here at SOAS. We live in a world with such an overflow of visuals and information and also such an overflow of films. What in all this noise really matters to you? How can we create spaces in society where films that matter can inspire, move, make us laugh, doubt and listen to the world we live in? I'm always very inspired by films that explore their story and perspective in a personal way, but also that try to search for new ways how that story then can be told with cinematic means. And so in that regard, I was very excited when a friend of mine told me about this small film festival that explores such personal approaches and that also explores this tension between fiction and non-fiction and between arts and politics. Frames of Representation runs at the ICA from the 20th to the 28th of April. And I was very uh, lucky that I could meet the creator behind this festival. When I met Nico, we spoke about the idea of the film festival as laboratory, as a space for discovery, for innovative cinematic language, and as a space where cinema and art can become dynamic forces for change. Welcome, and, and thanks for taking the time. I would like to start with by asking what did you want to be when you were a child and was there ever a moment when you realized, well, I want to be a film curator? It, it's actually a funny story because I started uh, as a student, I started uh, with a BA in law. My dream when I was uh, 16, 17, when I was deciding what kind of university I would uh, have embraced was to fight mafia. You know, being from Napoli, you grew up with a lot of um, uh, fragile environments around you. So you usually make a choice, like, you know, you try to um, to to chip in and, and, and to give, like, you know, some sort of support in order to uh, improve what you see around you. And that was my idea. But then, of course, like, you know, you realize, I soon realized that studying law in Napoli still meant studying law in Italy, which meant serving the law made by actually a mafioso man like Berlusconi. So uh, I um, consequently like, you know, fell out of love for those studies. And at the same time, also with my close like, you know, circle of friends, we started to make like, you know, little films, short films, writing about cinema. So at that point, to me, it became apparent and clear that the passion for cinema and I wanted cinema to be part of my life also on a professional level. 
So I studied an MA then in film studies uh, in Dublin, uh, Dublin City University, DCU. Um, and then after then I started to, to write criticism. I wrote for Film Ireland and I, and I started to work like, you know, with this, especially with TV companies in Dublin. But nothing major, nothing that was actually leading me uh, towards curation and programming. That's when I decided to leave Ireland and Dublin to move to London. And, uh, and I was working for one year, one year and a half for Endemol, which was a TV company. I was doing sales and acquisitions for Endemol, Dutch TV company. Uh, and then, like, you know, the, the, the opportunity with the ICA came up. Hmm. And what do you personally care most about as a film programmer, as a film curator? Programming, I care about uh, um, supporting uh, independent cinema for sure. I, I want to see emerging and established filmmakers that st struggle to make their films, to present their films, to have a space where they can do that. You know, politically, we are uh, facing a very fragmented, fragile, like, you know, moment in history in, in the UK. And this, I think, also uh, is reflected quite sadly Uh, in the nature of the programming offer that you find in the UK. So I feel very uh, fulfilled to see my role as programmer and curator of the ICA as someone that can be the voice for independent cinema. I also want to be absolutely the voice for a cinema that, uh, as from a language point of view, wants to innovate. I want, in conversation with filmmakers and artists, that's why we are also about to launch uh, a small film production fund, because I think that uh, we set up a certain kind of programming, especially in the last two years, and distribution as well. It's been two years that I've been distributing now also fiction and non-fiction across the UK. Uh, recently, the, our biggest release was Nothing Factory, a, a beautiful Portuguese film, three hours long, about uh, a working class taking over a factory that was about to uh, be dismissed by their North American uh, owners. And they ran the factory by themselves, managing the factory by themselves for 40 years. I would like that kind of cinema and those kind of discourses, to go back to your question, to be highlighted, to be uh, talked about. And I want to feel like, you know, surprised and, um, and I want to fall in love with the cinema. So this is the kind of uh, uh, cinema that, you know, I would hope and I will continue to support Uh, in my capacity at the ICA, through frames representation or through my film programming in general. And how would you characterize the cinema that you show with frames of representation? So the cinema of the real really is the cinema that frames of representation wants to focus on. Uh, all those uh, works that navigate that very fragile line between fiction and non-fiction uh, and that have a very strong call for social and political issues. Uh, and this strong call, of course, advo um, is advocate through uh, an important, uh, a thoughtful visual aesthetics. And something that's also characteristic for frames of representation is that it always has a theme. In the first year it was New Periphery and last year it was Working and this year it will be Landscape. Um, how did you come up 
come about with the theme of landscape. Thank you for bringing this up about the theme because the theme is definitely something that uh, uh, characterizes frames or representation year after year. We are moving on this year on the idea of addressing issues related to landscape, as you said. Uh, we will explore notions of landscape in relation to aesthetics, to borders, um, to sound. Uh, so each of the 19 films that we are profiling at this year Films Representation Film Festival will have some connection to these uh, different ideas and souls and sensibilities that have to do with the, the, th- the main theme of landscape. But please bear in mind that the theme for the festival is always a, a theme that wants to be a sort of guidance, a sort of curatorial frame, but doesn't want really to uh, uh, contrive the whole films into the idea of one single um, concept. Because this would actually be quite in contradiction with the kind of cinema that I want to try to support, especially through frames of representation which is cinema and films that reject labels, reject categories. Um, I am uh, a big believer that cinema should really not provide answers per se, but we find the answers that we need to find within the questions that a film needs to pose. really influences the festival is that it's curated by you and that it's sort of the product of a year of traveling for the ICAs to a lot of different film festivals and scouting a lot of films, right? Yes, it's a curated platform, uh, selected uh, through, um, yes, as you correctly uh, said, um, me exploring different festivals you know, around the globe. Uh, we go there as ICA to find films for the film program in general. We have a film program that every year uh, profiles something like uh, 300 new films per year at the very least, uh, if not more. So, and within this scouting, I also come across a lot of incredible works that, like, you know, uh, then end up being selected and curated for frames of representation. And the festival yeah, also seems very much to be concerned with change. Um, is there a certain kind of social change you would like to see? I'm, I'm not naive to think that cinema alone can change the world. Even though I'm a romantic, I believe in dreams. And I think that, you know, I believe in the idea that we all should be carrying other men, other human beings, other women dreams to make those dreams our dreams. So in this sense, I'm a big, like, you know, dreamer. So I I would like to see a change uh, implemented only through watching being inspired by the act of going to a cinema and to see uh, a, a certain kind of works, certain kind of works. But if that cannot happen, I thought that Frames representation was a definitely a great chance and a great opportunity to start a conversation. A conversation around the fact that cinema, uh, at some extent, can also turn into a form of entertainment. But for me, cinema in the first place is an art form. And like any other art form, there are many philosophers, activists, thinkers. One of the latest that you know, I was reading about was Joseph Boyce. He was saying, you know, there is no 
art without politics. So for me, art is a mean to start a conversation that might lead or not lead to uh, uh, a change. But I want to make like you know our audience aware that there are uh, there is a certain kind of cinema with a certain degree of sensitivity that wants to start that conversation and we want to embrace it. And then, of course, the political social aspect uh, of my film programming is very uh, relevant and is uh, pivotal when it comes to me scouting, selecting films. But also uh, the cinematic language that each filmmaker decides to adopt for me is very, very important. And is there something specific that you care about or that you look for within the cinematic language? I am always looking for innovation. I don't look for perfection. I don't believe in the concept of perfection. I don't believe in, in absolutes. I don't believe in the concept of truth. But I believe in the idea of genuinity. I believe in the idea of artists, filmmakers that try to um, tell a story in which they believe they need the urgency to share that story and try to share that story um, through a language that is their own language. Of course, I'm also aware that uh, there is little to invent. You know, cinema has been around now for like you know many many years, and of course, you will always tend to fall into patterns that have been already explored by others. But there is always a, a level of naivety, genuinety, passion, and uh, and um, a desire of telling your own story that always comes across, I think, on the screen. And I'm looking for that sparkle of uh, love, that sparkle of truth. And you see how I'm also contradicting myself, because of course the tendency and the aspiration is to, to try to catch that glimpse of truth, even though we know that truth often is a lie, and cinema is often a lie. And I want this to be like, you know, uh, fully embraced. Like, you know, we don't need to shy away from our own contradictions. So we talked about cinema, politics and the possibility of change, but also the search for new cinematic languages. And what do you think is the role of the curator in all of this? Uh, the role of the curator is the role of someone that uh, becomes a, a, an advocate for a certain kind of vision, for a certain kind of feeling towards cinema. And then through the curator, the audience and the filmmaker can connect to each other. So I see the role of the curator as the person that can facilitate a certain discourse, can enable um, a certain conversation. But I'm also a big uh, believer that the curator then, once this conversation starts, it's someone that needs to step out of the picture or be part of the picture, but alongside like you know the other parts. I believe, like, you know, in the idea of creating a community around the festival. And the community, of course, is not only formed by the curator or the curator peers or the friends of the curator that can be filmmakers so, or industry people. The community around the festival, and this, I think this is what made Frames Representation Film Festival grow so fast, only in three years, is that it's 
I think it's felt from many parts that there is a, a, a desire of building a community around the festival. Because only through building a community, you make sure that the ideas can circulate. The festival doesn't have an award competition and will never have until I will program this festival or this festival will exist because I don't believe in the idea of creating a competition among cinema. I understand in the value of the awards, but for frames, the idea is not really the red carpet, it's not really the award, it's not really famous success, it's the idea of having um, films discussed, talked about and seen. Because the problem in the UK, for example, is that there is very little when it comes to this kind of conversation and discourse at this kind of cinema. And how did you then shape the festival in order to facilitate such conversations? The idea is we start a conversation with the festival and the festival has a very strict model in this, uh, in this terms of one screening per film in order to basically facilitate that idea that around each film, around each filmmaker, there is a very strong discourse and there is that sense of, okay, let's Tonight, on Tuesday, 24th of April, we are focusing exclusively on Dragonfly Eyes at 8.15 and Family Life uh, at 6 o'clock. And that's it. That's The festival will offer that focus for today. And then tomorrow we come back for Extinction uh, to watch like, you know, a new film. And we always ask the filmmakers to be... Uh, present at other f uh, peers' films. So each filmmaker uh, during films representation will stay for at least three, four days, five days, depending on their schedules, depending on their uh, diaries. But the idea is that all together we are here to address the themes emerging from the films. Uh, and then this discourse, this conversation begins. And in most cases, in many cases, this conversation then continues throughout the year because I keep the films on through runs, through dedicated runs of the film. Because as part of the film program, that film program that I was telling you about of the ICA cinema that is made, of, made up of something like 300 films per year, many of these films are with players so loveless by Zviagintsev uh, or Phantom Thread by Paul Thomas Anderson, if I trust that the film has something unique and original to offer, but the majority of our films are films that have no distribution, that are films that come through the ICA, through our relationships with distributors, sales agents and filmmakers themselves in most cases, because we want to be the voice of independent cinema. We want to be the voice of those filmmakers that not necessarily need a deal with a sales agent and distributor to be you know, presented uh, in a venue like the ICA. And in which way is Frames of Representation kind of a reaction to the massive offer of an, an overflow of visual material and films that we are surrounded by every day? Well, you know, uh, Frames of Representation is the, uh, the fruit of, uh, of one year of uh, careful selection, watching, um, conversations, because, you know, I share, of course, ideas, point of views with many people across the year. Uh, and, 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 and this is really something that, you know, I, I value. This is something that I also love about my job. The idea is that 
as curator, as programmer, uh, you are exposed to hundreds and hundreds of films every year, no? I, I don't know, I attend uh, possibly between 10 and 15 festivals per year. I receive, like, you know, multiple links from filmmakers, sales agents, distributors, and, uh, and I also um, receive multiple emails on a daily basis from people that offer, like, you know, uh, their opinion, their films, um, and their knowledge. And then at the end of this long year, uh, there is a, a moment where, you know, balancing out everything, everything in terms of aesthetics, politics, um, you decide what, like, you know, can represent uh, the principles that, you know, I'm trying to address, like, you know, in this conversation with you. So, Frames is really the, the result of a long year of research. That's why we go back to the idea of laboratory. Frame was always founded as an idea of laboratory, because for me, laboratory means research. Laboratory means um, the desire of discovery. For me, festivals need to be the place for discoveries. That's why I would love to see festivals across Europe, and not only in the UK, but also in the UK, to shy away from this banal um, obsession of premieres. They should be about circulation, about conversation, then just about status. So all these elements, all these politics, all these principles end up to make frames of representation. Cool. Thank you very much for your time. No, no, I mean, you know, it's for me, it's a, I, I need to, uh, to also find the fan within my job. You know, mm. you need to, I mean, I, de I decided that in life I want to do what gives me pleasure. Okay? So cinema gives me pleasure. This kind of programming fulfills me as individual. Then I'm very happy that there are many people like me and you that are following us and appreciating this. But in the first place, I'm only doing what I believe in. And, and I think in life, this always pays off at the end. I mean, not in, term, not in terms of success, I'm not interested in success, I, I, I don't care about it, but it pays off in terms of you wake up in the morning and say, ah, oh, fuck, I'm happy if happiness exists. It doesn't exist, but you know, for a second. Frames of Representation is running from the 20th to the 28th of April at the ICA in London. My name is Max and this is SOAS Radio.